Hello everybody and welcome to the Cane and Rinse podcast, volume 9, issue 447. And it is Yakuza and its remake, Yakuza Kiwami. Joining me, Leon Cox, in issue 447, are Charlotte Cutts. Hello. Leah Haydu. Kiryu-chan. <laughs> and Mikhail Croder. That was impressive, Kazuma-chan. Now, I'm guessing that's from the original uh, UK PS2 version. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, Mark Hamill, an imitation isn't it? of Mark Hamill. Of course, uh, Mark, Mark Hamill, Hamill. Do, doing a uh, Majima. Yeah, of course, Mark Hamill. Yes, we have <laughs> that. Uh, we have that to to discuss later on. I really it's... wanted to put some effort into into the Kazuma Chan. He does it very <laughs> like you know. He he draws that out a little bit. International treasure, Mark Hamill. Love yeah. him. Uh, so yeah. Uh, my mediocre Japanese pronunciation. Apologies, but Ryuga Gotoku, like a dragon, which is uh, the real name, but we all know it in the West as Yakuza. And it is, well, as I said for the uh, previous show on Zero, a third-person crime fiction melodrama absurdist romance bromance soap opera RPG brawler with mini games. I stick by that. That still Perhaps fits. Perhaps there's <laughs> still fits. Perhaps there's less of the absurdist in this one. Uh, this is the first, this was the first made one, the first written one. And I think it hadn't, obviously we'll get into it, but it hadn't quite spread its wings into the completely sort of uh, tonally uh, divergent piece that it well, became later. Kiwami uh, does add some of that back in though. That's true. That is a very fair point. So yeah, uh, I believe three of us have probably played Kiwami and one of us has played the original. Is that right? Yeah. Cool. Perfect, really. Uh, the first entry, this was into the mainline Yakuza series, and we're also talking about that 2016 Extreme remake, for that is what Kiwami means, if you didn't know. Developer of the original game was known back then as Sega N-E-R-N-D. Uh, the game was first hinted at in uh, August 2005 and simply known as Project J. Producer Toshihiro Nagoshi he explained, for a while now, I've wanted to create a powerful, gritty drama where you feel a sense of humanity. After a lot of thought, this is the product we've arrived at. And the budget of the game was 2.4 billion yen, approximately $21 million. But obviously that's 15 years ago. So you can recalculate that for inflation, probably around $30 million, maybe. Uh, development team included veterans of... Sega Classics, really, uh, Virtual Fighter 3, Super Monkey Ball, Panzer Dragoon series, and Jet Set Radio. Not too bad. The director was Ryuta Ueda. Uh, so again, Nagoshi is the uh, creator and producer, but uh, Ueda-san was uh, director on this and, and also followed up with the second game. He'd previously worked on, yes, Panzer Dragoon's Vi, an all-time favourite of mine, and Jet Set Radio as well as one of the main graphic designers of that striking-looking game. Uh, and yes, a number of Sega veterans were on the team. The composer was uh, Hidenori Shoji of Sega Touring Car Championship, Fighting Vipers 2, Super Monkey Ball, F-Zero GX, and the Yakuza series, a, a colleague, of obviously, of uh, Negoshi-san. And the Kiwami remake came about due to the positive reception for Yakuza 0 and the fact that it was around the time of the original's 10th anniversary led to the development of the remake by uh, the now redubbed Ryuga Gotoku Studio, 
released by uh, Sega in Japan and America. And over here in PAL territories, we got it from courtesy of Deep Silver. The director was changed. Uh, it was now Koji Yoshida, who is also the director of uh, Yakuza. No, he's a, sorry, he's a designer on Yakuza 6, The Song of Life and Dead Souls, uh, as well as a uh, script and story person on Yakuza's 3, 4 and 5, so plenty of experience. He also directed Judgment, the 2018 game, which no doubt we'll get round to at some point. The original was released in Japan in December 2005, 15 years ago, on the PS2. The American version arrived September 2006, and later that same month, the PAL versions arrived in Australia, Australasia, and Europe. The original also came out on the PS3, and Wii U, the non-Kiwami version, got ported in HD fashion, only in Japan, though. November the 1st, 2012 in uh, on PS3 and August 8th, 2013 on the Wii U, which is just, yeah, just over a couple of years before the Kiwami remake happened. And that also came out on the PS3 in Japan, uh, January 2016. But the PS4 got the version, uh, a version at the same time before it eventually arrived. Wow. Uh, over a year and a half later for the rest of the world, arrived in August uh, 2017. And an even, even more recently, um, on Windows PC, February 2019, and even more recently, April 2020, on Xbox One, and it's part of uh, Game Pass, at least for now. I don't know if that's an eternal deal or whether that runs out at some point, but if you have an Xbox and a Game Pass, pass, go for it. Reviews-wise, at the time, the original averaged uh, 75 on Metacritic, which is uh, the only aggregator standing from the time. The Kiwami version did rather better with 80 on Metacritic and 82 on OpenCritic. User reviews, uh, we have for the original Metacritic 8.4 and IMDb 8.4. So more positive than the uh, critics. And the Kiwami is slightly lower with the punters. Metacritic 7.9 and PushSquare 7.8. Interesting. Sales reached 1 million is all I could find about sales. And I don't know. I assume that mainly refers, yeah, refers to the original PS2 game. Beyond that, we know nothing. Uh, however, the PS4 and PS3 versions were the top two best-selling games in Japan during their release week. Toshihiro Nagoshi stated that Western pre-orders for Yakuza Kiwami were generally good for the series. Detailed stuff. <laughs> Secretive. Uh, we'll issue a spoiler alert at this point, although obviously this is the first or, uh, or second game in a long-running series, and it's been around for 15 years, but we may talk about things that happen. So let's get into our own histories with Yakuza. Did uh, did we play the original game? Have we played the original game? And uh, when and where did we play Kiwami? Leah? I have not played the original game. Uh, I have only played the Kiwami version of uh, Yakuza 1. Um, and it was after I played Yakuza 0. Um, right. I, I, I'm actually really glad that uh, there was a port 
uh, or an, an upgrade or a remake or whatever you want to call it, um, whatever it technically is, uh, because I, I, I have watched a, a fair amount of video of the original Yakuza, the PS2 mm. version, and I think that after playing Yakuza 0, it would maybe be a little bit hard to go back to. It depends, of course, uh, as they all, as all these things do on kind of your, your own personal I don't want to say sure. tolerance because that makes it sound like it's some kind of hardship, but your own personal um, enjoyment of of that kind of game and kind of how how it plays and you know, how it ages. There's a lot more loading as well, which is uh, there's yeah. a lot of quality of life stuff, which I think would be tough to go back sure. to. I think that is fair to say. Yeah. Um, not that I wouldn't have tried. I think that I would have anyway, uh, and I probably still would have enjoyed it. But there are yeah, there are sure. things that uh, that the update brings that I, I think are, are really good changes and and especially lend themselves to coming after. This is the same reason that I waited to play some of the later titles, uh, you know, three, four, five, uh, because even though those aren't PS2 titles, they still are a little bit more difficult to kind of play just because of the limitations of backwards compatibility and that kind of thing. So um, yeah, I, I really appreciate that all of these games are now available on the same console so that yes. you know you can kind of just go straight through uh if if you are of a mind to do such a thing but uh anyway i did not play the original yakuza on the ps2 i did play the kiwami version um after i played yakuza 0 uh and i have played another round uh that i haven't quite finished uh, but recently just to kind of refresh myself for the podcast and of course as i always do with these kinds of things ended up getting sucked in and spending literal hours in the pocket racing stadium yep. uh and and tell us all about that's, that yeah and i i really i love the kind of combination of of elements in these games because you know i i do enjoy kind of the main story and if this were like an eight hour game that just did that i think i would like that as well but yeah. Visual this, novel style. Yeah, but the side stuff is just so addictive for me. I just, mm, I, I get mm. really into uh, the completionist. And and in, I would say that I am a completionist in games a lot of the time. I, I'm not a total completionist. Like, there, there are things. But if I find a side thing that clicks right. with me, like... Yeah like the you know the the majima everywhere stuff for this or well that's a little more than a side thing but it, for instance <laughs> you know like the um the car rate the cart racing in this or the hostess clubs and the real estate stuff in in mm -hmm. zero uh, if i find something that clicks like that for me then i do tend to kind of go all in on it and and get as much as it out out of it as i can so um this has a lot of that for me and uh both kind of sides of the game are uh, are things that uh, I have sunk a lot of time into. Right. And uh, just PS4 for you, regular PS4? Yes, PS4 for me. Okay. Mikhail, you are uh, nothing if not a stalwart and a purist that you've been playing. Mm, I thought that guess it's... <laughs> it's not an insult, dude. But it's uh, uh, but it's uh, it's not uh, far besides the truth. I mean... Exactly. The thing is, um, I got... I inherited my brother's PS2 Slim somewhere in 2009-2010. Uh, you know, when I was I was living in Germany at the time, and I was going around a lot of secondhand game stores, and uh, you could just buy 
like PS2 games by the bucket load for next to nothing, right? Yeah. Although in Germany, it's a little bit tricky. You need to check that there's actually your language, you know, it supports more than just German language. Sure. And check ogdb.de to make sure that you're not buying a uh, severely censored and skimped out version of, uh, mm, of with a robots or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I bought a bunch of PS2 games, you know, quickly built up a library and uh, you start investigating the library a little bit more. And I had a colleague who was a massive Sega nut and uh, he ne- he didn't never had a PS2, uh, but he said, yeah, you really, got- if you have a PS2, you should check out uh, Yakuza. I heard a lot of good things about it. He was crazy into Shenmue, actually. And uh, okay. he was always yeah. curious himself about the Yakuza series. Yeah. So I, said, I looked it up. Oh, that looks interesting. And bought it for like six or eight bucks or something in a secondhand yeah. store. Fired it up. Thought it looked uh, very interesting. I liked uh, uh, from the first impressions. I found it uh, a very atmospheric looking game. Uh, very a lot of attention to detail and uh, cinematograph- uh, cinematographic detail in the cutscenes. Even that mm. um, uh, you know I can get with this. Of course, I looked into the uh, you know I, I I noticed the dubbing that they did a dubbing job on it and that there was no Japanese language track. So I got yeah. a little bit of that. Um, Onimusha vibe from it, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah. which is also all dubbed with no Japanese language track. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. It's those kind of things are unfortunate, but at the same time, they also take me a li- back a little bit to like Shaw Brothers Kung Fu movies from Hong yeah, Kong with bad sure. dubbing over it, you know? So there's yeah. a, an odd little charm that I can appreciate on a meta level as well. So yeah, um, I think I got. Because I really wanted to play through this whole series. A couple of years back, I started playing the first game. Played all the way through it uh, in, uh, you know, wintertime leading up to Christmas. Because these games are typically set around Christmas time. At least yeah. the first couple are. Yeah. So that felt like a good uh, a good time to start. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was... Uh, I, I, I think I played through it quite, quite quickly. Um, and then I found out later about the Kiwami remake but since I want to make my way through this whole series I'm not really bothered about playing an HD remake of something that I've already played sure I'd rather play something completely new in the series you know so I'm and and I find it you know you guys were talking about quality of life and all that stuff and tough to go back to certain games I have a as Leah was saying a fairly high tolerance for archaic stuff and um, yeah also there's I just find it interesting to go back to yeah. the the actual origin of a series and then sort of make my way through it and yes. sort of see the development, not just sure. on a story level, but on a technical level that these games uh, progress. So totally. that's, yeah. that's, you know, part of my interest in how I approach games. And I can deal with a lot of stuff, you know, just as long as the core game play experience is, uh, is compelling enough. Yeah, no, and that's uh, yeah, completely understandable, and uh, and works really well for for this podcast as well, because it, it w- would be a shame if we were all on Kiwami. I think mm. uh, it's good to have somebody who can talk directly about the the original, uh, which yes, uh, I did have, but never played beyond the first hour or so. So mm. uh, I'm much more familiar with with Kiwami myself. Charlotte, then, how about you? Yeah. Um... Oh gosh, time just because I'm trying to think of how I led into the Yakuza Zero episode, and so much mm. has happened between then, and I can't even recall <laughs> what I said. It's like it's like a lot has gone by. I can't remember if I don't I was worry about contradicting yourself. It's, a long, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's been a long year. 
the thing is my aim for 2020 was to play through the entire series oh wow and okay at one how's point, that going <laughs> at one point i stopped and i'm like the reason i stopped i think is because i just want didn't want the story like the the train to come to uh, train ride to come to an end so to speak mm. Like I was mm. having such a good time in Yakuza 5 that oh, wow. okay. I just kind of wanted to hold on to that experience just a little yeah. bit longer. I, nice. I have a feeling I've not progressed that much since Yakuza 0. But anyway, that's besides the point. So yeah, as you yeah. can tell from what I've just said, my little monologue, I really wanted to play the whole series because as soon as I started playing 0, I was like, oh yeah, this is for me. This is great. It's your jam. Yep, exactly. Um, and yeah, I... So if I, if I think back, I remember my first awareness of Yakuza as a series being Yakuza 3 okay. as a title for the PS3. And it was yeah. like in the same sort of slot in my head as Sleeping Dogs, probably mm. because of where it's set. And it, it was yeah. just sort of... I think there I, are similarities. Yeah. yeah, I kind of had pigeonholed it as thinking it was like one of those kind of mediocre sort of games that were just like sort of shoveled out. I didn't quite know... Huh. the history of the series or anything about like that. Um, I, I think I might have at some point found out about the PS2 games, but also thought they had a bit of a reputation for being a bit mediocre. So the mm. only time I really came across the series as a modern series was uh, Yakuza Kiwami. Um, and I played it because it was on PS Plus, so I gave it a go. I got to the Shimano fight, which I think one of the listeners <laughs> actually yeah. wrote about, and I was stuck. I was so stuck, and I was like, this is a bad game i will i'm stopping and i'm not playing this is that again the late the late game one where he's bare topped or the early game yeah one? exactly the, the yeah. one um yeah. outside the funeral and yeah, right okay yeah I, I i think i just picked too high a difficulty because um yeah. last christmas i think it was just after christmas i spent some of my christmas money on yakuza zero and i was like yep this is fantastic i want to play all of them and i knew i'd have to go back to yakuza kiwami and get through that fight again but mm. i i knocked the difficulty down and then it was it was fine yeah. um and then yeah i i um went through yakuza kiwami i have to admit it's not sticking out in my brain quite as much as zero and two i think those no, sure. are really standout titles and i i yep. didn't really want to spend that much time in kiwami doing the extra stuff to be honest the story was great but i just didn't feel like playing around in the world too much but i ha yeah. i still had a great time and the story just really, Yakuza 0 is more of a fun game and it does set a lot of the story down, but Yakuza yeah. Kiwami really sort of helps you to understand Kiryu as a character. So that mm. was something that really stuck with me. So yeah, mm. it was really, this is kind of the game that almost made me give up on the series, but it's also a game that made me sort of come back to the series in a way and, and want to continue going through it and i've just got to get to the end at some point and just rip off the band-aid of it being over and then go and play seven which is something completely different altogether yeah which people are loving uh we'll get to ourselves probably about 2028 20, or there or thereabouts um, <laughs> maybe maybe before we'll see yeah so i didn't buy this at the time although i was interested uh i'd always been impressed by shenmue but i didn't particularly love it uh see our shenmue shows for for more details, which I finally got around to playing for the podcast. Uh, I was interested in this being also, it's kind of a spiritual successor, not only to Shenmue, but also to Sega's kind of beat-em-up brawler uh, heritage, Streets of Rage and so on. So obviously it ticked a lot of boxes for me. But uh, by the time it came out, I was already sort of transitioning to 
uh, Xbox 360 and stuff. So or, or heading in that direction. So it it stayed on my kind of curiosity list. And eventually I picked up a copy in about 2009 for a fiver in a shop with no instruction manual. And so I wasn't particularly invested by that point, but it was a, yeah, I'll have a look at this someday beyond the first hour. But of course I never did. And 10 years blew past and then I was playing it on, on the PS4 Pro. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's uh, it's been such a recent thing that I even transferred my entire game and save over to my new PS5 to finish it off uh, it doesn't really make a huge amount of difference to the experience because it's already a locked 60 frames a second 1080p experience, uh, but it probably does load ever so slightly faster on the PS5. Uh, but yes, um, I got, uh, I played over 30 hours, I think 31, 32 hours, still only managed 49.8 something completion percent. Uh, so there's a lot more game to be done. Um, but yes, obviously, I finished the story, played the entire thing on normal difficulty. But yes, I also had some fights that, uh, well, let's just say they went on a bit. <laughs> we'll talk about those later. Yeah, so I guess the most important thing uh, to start off with is the scenario and script in terms of that localization and those regional variations. Uh, the Kiwami obviously is uh, has is taking its uh, picking up the mantle from previous games with its localization japanese voice acting uh and a sensitive translation perhaps we could say uh where the there's you know generally although there is a little bit of uh cussing and whatever the generally it's relatively low-key and dignified until the deeply melodramatic scenes where inevitably the camera pans out from <laughs> from the character on the floor and they shout something uh at the top of their lungs but the original, well, they went for a very different thing to fit in more with the times, the popularity of GTA and whatever else. Uh, in localizing the original game, Sega funded an aggressive web and print advertising campaign, as well as an English voice cast composed almost entirely of cult performers like Michael Madsen, Eliza Dushku and Mark Hamill. Technical limitations made it impossible for the team to include both language audio tracks on the disc, mm. according to Wikipedia. So, uh, yeah, unlike all the other games in the series, the US and European versions of Yakuza came with a full English speaking voice cast, including Mark Hamill as Goro Majima. Fantastic. Yeah. So <laughs> it's obviously they renamed some of the characters. So Shintaro Kazama became Shintaro Fuma. Hanaya the Florist became uh, Kage. Yeah. Fuma uh, being renamed, I think, because maybe Kazuma, they call him uh, Kazuma all the time in the game. Uh, yes. So the, Kazuma was probably too close. Yeah, um, it could can already for the uninitiated probably be hard to keep track of all the characters yeah. anyway. So they probably yes, just change his whole name around. Yeah, yeah. Third drawing from the forum says, while I prefer the Japanese voice acting, I think some of the translation in Kiwami is a bit too literal compared to the PS2 version that was finding its footing and creating the characters for the game. Interesting. Uh, I, I mean, the, the thing that the thing is, I haven't played. The, the PlayStation 2 version, so I can't really say anything conclusive. But it's if, worth if watching that, a few cutscenes if you fancy a laugh. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it sounds like a really interesting experience, but at the same time, it's a bit of a shame that it felt like the ones that I've played, which are the the remasters and the the remakes, so on and so forth. It's like they they really do a good job of portraying what the what you hear about, uh, what you read about when you read books about the Akaza, about the whole. Um, honor system and respect and how that plays out in 
in an ultraviolet yes. sort of group, uh, ultraviolent sort of yeah. group. Mm. And if you go for the whole American gangster sort of localization, well, just that goes a bit missing, right? If they're effing and blinding it to each other. Yeah, yeah. there there are cursing a lot, but there that all that stuff is still in there. The honor and the uh, code of uh, of the yakuza. It's just that they're happen to be cursing the, and speaking more about it. speaking yeah. in more uh non-japanese colloquialisms you know but the the content is still there and they still speak about those themes so i didn't cool. know this but it's not, um, it's, not, it's not like a complete complete like uh drastic localization where they just change the tone of everything oh hmm. cool good to know yeah. so uh with regard to the localization uh kind of what to probably absolutely no one's surprise kind of what 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 it makes me think of is the the more recent persona games uh mm -hmm. where because it is you know it, it is very definitely set in japan it is a japanese story but the localization is such that you kind of get the idea of like it, it's kind of like what you expect it to be I, I i'm not wording this very well but um it's um so it the while it is not taking anything really away from the fact that this is you know a a Japanese story with a Japanese feel and a Japanese setting and you know all of the the honorifics and the um the the fact that you know there are different customs and different um uh just yeah. ways of of things going it is localized so that what you hear as an English speaker kind of fits into that better uh if that makes sense like it's uh it mm. is uh it, it's it's more it's less of just a straight translation and more of a uh getting sort of yeah getting getting an english audience into kind of the headspace that they should be yeah. in to exactly. kind of properly get it's, the idea that a Japanese person might get if they were listening to the same thing in the, the yeah. language that it was originally written in. The game's development team was divided into two groups, one writing the main plot and the other writing the subplots. That explains, uh, <laughs> explains a lot. Uh, novelist Haze Seishu was the lead writer of the central plot. Seishu was brought on board two years before the game development started. Seishu had been a gamer since the days of Space Invaders, but over the past four or five years had lost interest as he was less concerned with 3D visuals and gameplay than he was with story. Yakuza caught his attention and he decided to accept the project even though it came at the busiest point of his professional writing career. Nagoshi wanted players to get enjoyment from merely walking through Kamarocho. Thanks to Wikipedia. But let's talk some more about the characters first. Uh, obviously the key characters are Kazuma Kiryu, of course. Uh, we've also got uh, Akira Nishikiyama, who uh, was much... Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm curious about this to anyone who did play this before Zero, which is a, obviously completely legitimate and in some ways you know, the correct way to do it. Uh, we decided to take the advice of a number of Yakuza fans and play Zero first to kind of get us into what the spirit of the series becomes. Uh, but Nishiki... You, if you were going into this game without having played Zero, you there's not really much to tell you why. Like the whole Nishki thing is set up; they're set up as friends in the first game, um, and all you really know just going into this, without the extra scenes that they added in Kiwami, is that Kiryu took the rap for him. Yeah, yeah. that that was kind of my question. Uh, I I guess I guess for Mikiel because he's the only one who played the original game, but um, it, I I know that there has been 
uh, content regarding content that ties into Zero added for Kiwami, but I, I how much of that particular storyline, uh, like the I, I guess it's kind of a um, a pre not not a prequel but a um, a prologue chapter uh, where you see Kiryu before he went to prison for the ten years. Um, so is that part? That's in the original game. It is yeah. in the original. Okay. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought it probably would be. It wouldn't yeah, be the first, out on a mission where you, where you collect debts, and it's a mm-hmm. kind of a tutorial to the combat yeah. system, and then he hangs out with Nishiki in a bar. Okay, uh, so there is a bit then, of that. I think they added Yumi, some more Yumi of that. Yumi comes in. by, yeah, and uh, they have a, have a drink a and a laugh. Thing. And you get some background story about them, you know, being from the same, from a sunflower orphanage and mm-hmm. growing up as uh, siblings, pretty much. Brothers. So you you get you get that sense of uh, okay yeah deep deep family relationship between the three yeah. of them yeah so obviously in a way I would say having played zero and then this one I don't know if Charlotte and Leah feel the same way but actually because of the way that this is a remake of the original and originally written before zero the the it was also almost a bit jarring as to how things had changed between. Kiryu and Nishiki, like I understand 10 years had passed, he'd been in prison, but there seemed to be, although they, they added a few scenes in flashbacks and stuff to cement their relationship more. And obviously we spent that whole first game, uh, zero as buddies and brothers, mm. there was less of the kind of, uh, I, I, maybe it's just more about Kiryu Kazuma's personality, but there was less of the, ah, uh, what are you doing, dude? I took the rap for you and you're treating me like this. Like mm. it was, it, it was, there was. There was less of the kind of, uh, I guess, yeah, uh, less tragedy about it or or whatever. It just seemed more like he's the bad guy. I don't think that Kiryu would, would uh, just the way that I read him as a character, I don't necessarily yeah. think that he would be making a big deal out of being super wounded that this happened. Like, he's, he's, he's right. disappointed and he's, you know... It's it's terrible that somebody that he considered to be that close is now this, you know, ha- has built himself up so much. But I, I think what I got most out of the relationship between the two of them was that Zero really, I, if if I did not know beforehand that Zero had come, you know, well after uh, the original Yakuza, and I, I don't think i would have noticed a whole lot out of the ordinary like i think that the way Mm. that they did it really worked for me uh and and i i think that you could go in and get a pretty decent idea of of that relationship and of kind of the betrayal that happens there with just going into kiwami straight but but yeah i i I, i'm glad that i played zero before kiwami uh for that amongst other reasons but but for that kind of back backdrop uh to to the whole thing and 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 with majima but you know majima i guess i think there's probably a bigger problem then with majima's changing character from zero to one because we know that really his uh majima's character really starts to take shape or change in the second game and so of course zero coming after game five or six whatever it was uh has that Majima in it but retrospectively so when he comes into this game as a chaotic kind of psychopath rather than this heart of gold yeah there's nothing really if you play the the ps2 original there's nothing really nice about Majima 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he's also not particularly fleshed out. He's yeah. uh, kind of that thorn in your side that comes to torment you from time to time. Chaotic uh, neutral, I think, is what they not, say. Yeah, he's actually on the uh, on the yeah, opposition he's side not quite in this neutral, one. Is he? No, he's yeah. not neutral at all in this one. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Uh, well, we've got some more uh, correspondence on that. Uh, Simply wonderful from the forum says, I found myself not feeling threatened by Nishki at all. I'm aware they develop him more from the original PS2 release and how his rise in the Dojo clan changed him, but I barely felt threatened by him. You don't get to interact with your brother very often, and when you do, it doesn't feel like he cares much either. When you interact with what you know will be the final boss, you should feel something. Snake's interactions with the boss in Metal Gear Solid 3 do this well. Someone you love betrays you, you interact with them throughout the story, through cutscenes, just like how you interact with Nishki, and you are shown to be far weaker than them. You build up your strength and tactics through your journey until you reach the end game. You feel pained about what you had to do to the boss, someone you ended up caring for because they're a well-developed and fleshed-out character. Yakuza, on the other hand, you have drinks with Nishki, and the next time you see him, it's the boss battle. That's mm. about all the interaction you get with him face-to-face -face until the final boss fights. I wanted to really get to know this guy, but he just sort of turned out to be wasted potential. So when I beat him at the end of the game, I shrugged it off, as I am one to do with any random Tokyo street thug. Yeah, he's not... I, th I think I d definitely agrees, agree that there is a lot of mispotential there, what they could have done with uh, Nishiki as a character in the first Yakuza. But he's not really the, uh, the big bat in the game. Hmm. That's uh, that's more Jingu and uh, Shimano. Mm. Yeah, um, I think PS4 for me, uh, for Kiwami, it doesn't mm. really, he doesn't become more threatening. It becomes pathetic. I, I just saw him as a pathetic and mm. I felt really sorry for him even when he was doing horrible stuff because he was obviously going through this um, emotional turmoil in a way because... Kiryu decided to take the rap for him and sort mm -hmm. of took that out of his hands. So in a way, it's kind of not even his fault. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I think I think he yeah. would have almost preferred it if Kiryu had come out and come after him because I think that would have been something mm. he knew how to deal with. The problem mm. that Nishiki mm. has in in the Kiwami uh, remake, uh, at least, is that everybody around him is just praising Kiryu constantly and some of them are doing it intentionally to him like Shimano does this a couple of times from what uh, I remember yeah. like is like oh yeah well you know um uh Kazuma is uh is just humoring you because all he really wanted Kiryu and it would have yeah. been better if you went to I think he actually says that some, at one point it would have been better if you were the one to go to prison uh because then you know Kiryu because Kiryu, when they build up before the actual uh the actual uh, incident that sends Kiryu to prison. Um, he's kind of on track to get his own family and yep. to to basically be exactly. where Nishikiyama is uh, when when Kiryu gets out of prison. So you know, all of these other characters are like, "Oh, it's such a shame." And some of it is you know just stuff that he kind of overhears, like, "Oh, it's such a shame that he went to prison. He would be doing such a better job than than Nishikiyama." Right. You know, and yeah. he just he can't deal with that. It's like this guy is so great, and he took a murder charge for me. Like, what am I supposed to do mm. against that? I'm just pathetic. So yeah, that's yeah, a he, that's a good he, reading. Yeah, yeah, he just he definitely I, I definitely agree with Charlotte that he is just kind of this pathetic character that can't kind of rise on his own he's just always got kiryu and kiryu isn't kiryu isn't doing this because he wants to hurt nishikiyama he's just kind of that guy and there's nothing nishikiyama can do about it so yeah i that's <laughs> that that was that was kind of where i 
how I saw it. <laughs> but this is like, this goes back to one of my problems I have with Kiryu as a character, even though it doesn't bother me that much, but it's still something in the back of my mind is that even though he's this horrible Yakuza guy, somehow the story always winds it round so that he's somehow the most selfless character <laughs> on the planet. After all, his decisions are sort of the pluses and the minuses are balanced against each other. And it's like, he's a bit too perfect sometimes. <laughs> it's, oh, it's he's a bit, just a big yeah. sweetie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you go in, in the first mission in the game, you go into somebody's office and rough them up to get money from them, you know? Mm, uh, yeah, fair yeah. point. I mean, the, 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 the guy... The guy probably had it coming but they're but, load uh, sharks i mean it's, yeah. they're not good guys <laughs> no but that's Yakuza the thing with a heart I think, of gold etc etc et I, I think you you get the idea that you know all things considered considering the circumstances he's a pretty awesome guy uh jobo bonobo uh, from the forum says one big plus for me was kiryu's relationship with haruka and his desire to protect and reunite her with her mother his little chats with her as they go through the town were some of the most sweet and innocent moments in the game. And Haruka being more streetwise than she lets on makes her character get on well with Kiryu. Uh, sorry, gel well with Kiryu. So Kiryu's newfound parental duties were nice little additions to his character. I did like that some of the character and story elements from Zero carried into this game, though, such as helping the pocket racer find an heir to his little shop and Majima meeting up with his old tutor, but that is the thing with this game. Playing Zero beforehand does make this experience better as the main plot itself, which involves Kiryu going up against his old friend Nishiki, is all the more tragic considering how close, uh, considering their close friendship in the previous game. Any feelings on Haruka? Yeah, I mean, I, I really liked Haruka and as, um, we're not talking about the other games in the series, but that just doesn't change. I think she's a, a very good portrayal of a, a young child sort of character who mm -hmm. is looking for... Uh, parental figures in her life, somebody to guide her. And I think the reason it works is because they did make her a bit more streetwise. I think if she'd have been completely helpless and completely reliable on mm. Kiryu instead of like starting this search for her mother by herself and Kiryu just happens to bump into her while she's doing that, I think she would have been more annoying if she was very, very clingy with Kiryu and she's not like that at all. Yeah. yeah. I was, uh, when I started playing this, I was already well into fatherhood and. Yeah, just, you know, you're, you're in this seedy environment and there's this innocent little thing. And it, do, it did, you know, it did make me connect to the character of Kiryu in a sense that I did feel protective about, you know, you imagine yourself in that situation with this girl who's all yeah. alone, basically. And yeah, you just want to... It's you know, okay, look, because look, she's look basically and... indestructible. Which is, <laughs> <laughs> I've been shot in the arm. Maybe I should take you to a doctor. <laughs> No, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> you sure? Okay, cool. Let's go to this underground Just, casino. <laughs> yeah, so let's you go to a strip club. Cheat at betting. <laughs> like, <laughs> cool. Uh, and yes, on to uh, Majima, because we've got a couple of uh, posts on this. Uh, Super user says In the original game, you only see Majima at the start in 1995, in the uh, 2005 game, at the batting cages, and finally, the Soapland. You bump into him all the time here with increasingly ridiculous schemes that get you to fight him, which I really enjoyed. However, I suggest people stick with it as he becomes the legend he is in Yakuza 2. Most of the stuff here was written retrospectively, and you can tell his personality changes a lot between 1 and 2. And Alex79 UK says the biggest shock for me was seeing Majima in this game. He'd inexplicably transformed from ultra cool and calm gangster in zero to irritating clown 
for no apparent reason. The story just never explains how on earth he made that jump. He really bears no resemblance to his previous incarnation whatsoever. Well, uh, that's, that's not entirely written. true. Uh, they do kind of, <laughs> they do kind of hand wave it at the end of Zero, like just basically frame it as yes. he he kind of had a breakdown and this is what happened. <laughs> yeah. um, now he dresses I, like this. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's not a good explanation, but they <laughs> they do have an explanation. In Kiwami, I'm curious. Do they act like they have a history together? Did they re-read re oh, yeah. on those scenes? Because in the PS2 original, it's like they meet for the very first time. No, they uh, they definitely have a, a history together. Um, so uh, something that, that is new to Kiwami is uh, the Majima Everywhere system, which basically you... Um, it's it's kind of what it sounds like. Monument just pops up throughout the story uh, for you to fight him. And the explanation behind it is that um, since he really didn't meet Kiryu until the end of Zero, um, he he says, you know, oh, I, I just want to I want to test you and get you back up to where you were because I know you've been in prison for ten years and you're not you're not the guy you used to be and I'm going to be following you around and um, you know, it's it's a it's a contrived setup, but it leads to things like Majima hiding in giant traffic cones, waiting for you, and popping out yeah. of sewers. And I, I saw uh, that, yeah, yeah, pretending yeah. to be a cab driver, pretending to be a, a police officer, yeah. yeah, waiting that, for you in the uh, in the club Sega to play cards with you, like yeah. And isn't isn't that at odds then again with uh, the fact that in the story cutscenes, the few that he's in, he's uh, almost you know. Post jail, he's uh, entirely antagonistic to you. I think they there's a few little lines inserted, which is along the lines of, "Yeah, so I signed up to these guys for a bit so I could fight you." Right. Yeah. Kind of thing. So yeah, it's all it's obviously all retconned. Like yeah. there's no there's no denying that. But uh, whether whether it works for you or not is is yeah obviously a subjective matter. For yeah, me, I did find it jarring. It's just interesting to see because. They had this character in there in the first game that you know was kind of minor, and then he, you know, in the second game they fleshed yeah. him out more, and then he became so popular that for Yakuza Zero they made him a core component of the. And and for this game. one, yeah. they made him perhaps the thing that you deal with the most often of all yeah. the yeah. things. Yeah, exactly. So obviously we won't go through every single story beat as usual. It's uh, it's a fairly lengthy tale. Like the chapters individually aren't massively long. I didn't find any of them sort of overlong. We mentioned that there's a, there's a couple of kind of specific set piece ones, uh, which are not really heavily story based so much as action sequences. Uh, but are, are there any other characters or story beats that you think we ought to talk about? The thing with Yumi and Misugi uh, that uh, struck me as odd when I played the game uh, a couple of years back was that I felt like I was in a little bit of a... Uh, Clark Kent Superman sort of situation like is right. nobody really seeing that this is one and the same woman obviously yeah uh, I think I, I, I don't think I grasped it that early on but um, but yes it was uh, it, and they were yeah I think they were the characters that Date and um, yeah Kiryu were, were perhaps confused a little longer than they they ought to have been uh, yeah. and obviously led to what would have been again in real life some real emotional lifelong traumas and scars for little Haruka uh, your mum your mum isn't um, so your auntie isn't your auntie she's your mum and she's alive no she's dead no she's alive <laughs> it's like yeah, uh, yeah and then she dies again and yeah. then she's died again <laughs> and then she dies again right in front of her yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I think the the story was perfectly good, if not great, but there's a lot of it going on, which is why it's kind of hard to talk about because it's all just interwoven and Mm. there's a lot of machinations and it's all really great at the time, but when you're trying to think back and explain it, you're a bit like, where do I start? Like a soap opera, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I I just wanted to say that um, I did like the character of Date a lot and also the the florist. I thought those were two really strong side characters. Mm, The florist, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the two of them with uh, with Kiryu, there is a side mission. I don't know if anybody else ran into um, it th- where they uh, meet up with a reporter in the mm. park and oh, yeah. she's quizzing them on um, on what makes them badass dads. Um, yeah, <laughs> which is um, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So once you've come through all the the tangled strands of Yakuza plot and uh, saving people and then watching them die and working your way up through the ranks of uh, various captains and sergeants, you end up pretty much fighting a sort of uh, a private army towards the end, like military grade funding and weaponry and stuff like that. There's some quite annoying uh, hit scan um, fights with enemies that can just shoot you from across the map and you can't really do anything about it unless you've bought some of the perks which allow you to shrug off bullet wounds and things like that. Uh, you end up fighting Nishki in a room, uh, a big room that expands as the fight goes on. So it ha- does have the sort of uh, the nice uh, classic mano a mano uh women in love in front of the fire naked wrestling kind of vibe going to it they're not fully naked their tattoos are out though of course the the koi and the the dragon naturally uh and he's got a lot of energy bars uh in the end uh, obviously this is going into mechanics a bit but despite all his energy bars and this fight taking a while it wasn't actually the the most difficult one of the game i didn't think uh but um then there's yeah some quite lengthy extended end sequence stuff. Obviously, we know playing it now that there are multiple games to come. Um, but yeah, how did you feel about the conclusion of the story? Did it satisfy you? Yeah, I think it would have been a mistake to have Nishki and Kiryu become somehow both both come out of it well and friends. I I, I think everybody kind of had a feeling. Most people would have had a feeling from the start that it wasn't going to end well and it didn't end very well for Nishki. It was, it kind of, I remember feeling very satisfied when it ended, I think. Got to end with an explosion and a rain of money. Hmm. Yeah. And, and it, uh, you know, you do, the ending is quite effective in that it does emphasize and highlight the relationship they once had as well. Hmm. And also the cloud of money, um, Spoiler alert, I'm going to try and say this as spoiler-free as I can, but that cloud of money brings on one of my absolute favourite characters in the later games. Like Because of that cloud of money, this character... Oh, interesting. ...arises, so to speak. Huh. So, Was yeah. there any real explanation as to why when Nishiki does set off the bomb that was actually brought in by Yumi to threaten the... Uh, what's his name? Jingu? The, Jingu, yeah, the politician. yeah. yeah to blow up the the 10 billion yen that was that he considers you know, cursed tainted ill-gotten shouldn't be in the hands of anybody he tries to blow himself and it up ends up showering a large chunk of it into the sky is there any explanation why 
at all why uh, why Haruka and Kiryu don't get blown up in that explosion. Because it's Kiryu. Uh, that, okay, I, that's, I that's what I figured, <laughs> but there was, no. there's no, like, let's hide, even just a tiny scene of them hiding behind a table or something. They just seem to just stand I mean, there. Fuma or Kazuma protected Haruka from a uh, hand grenade explosion by simply yeah. standing in front of her. Yes. She was completely unscathed. There were a lot, there's, I mean, this game is, uh, and I'm, I'm guessing this series, is absolutely rife with both last minute saves and incredible moments of coincidence of, hey, we were just talking about this exact scenario happening and now it's happening. <laughs> Almost every side story involves like, well, it'd be a shame if those guys came around here now. Oh, here they are. <laughs> all right let's move on to gameplay then uh locations and locomotion so we're in effectively in the same uh engine as as the last game so we've really talked about the the sort of visuals of this um it is yeah a 1080p 60 game in kiwami form how about uh we talk a little bit about the the old ps2 uh visuals and, and how they compare so i think we've got uh a lot more loading as i mentioned earlier fixed mm -hmm. cameras uh loading yeah. every time you have a fight Yep. Uh, what, are, what are the other sort of main differences? I know you haven't played Kiwami, but you, you are no, familiar. No, but I've, I've watched, I've yeah, watched yeah. videos and I know what the, the modern uh, Yakuza games look like. Sure. Yeah, there's a different... It's almost like there's a different atmosphere to it or a different uh, mm. visual tone. Uh, they're, the, the PS2 Yakuza games uh, are very soft-looking. Uh, yes. It's like you're looking through... A condensated lens mm. at, at a scene with uh, with a lot of city lights that sort of blend in with the scenery. Yeah. Uh, you know, the game is uh, most of the time set during nighttime. Yeah, it's um, got more light bloom kind of looks uh, like. Yeah, right? it's, mm. it's from that period also where bloom was very just, very just loved by uh, yeah. developers. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, I think that lends to its particular kind of kind of atmosphere and i think for a ps2 game it's uh pretty nice looking they they use a lot of shortcuts with this, the street views and everything yeah. and all the the incredible amount of npcs that populate them yeah um but it's very effectively done i think they work with the limitations really well and that's what i also always find interesting about going back to games on older systems you know just how are they working with the limitations of those systems and uh, i yeah i came away quite impressed with what they were able to do with uh with the with the old PlayStation 2. Um yeah, yeah and, and and like I said, uh from looking at at Kiwami, it does feel starkly different just in mm -hmm. in atmosphere from uh the PS2 original. Um and you know, you get this these scenes of setting at bars, uh, lots of dr smoking and drinking and the city lights and this soft bloomy effect uh, yeah, it, I felt transported into that sort of sort of world as uh, portrayed by the humble PlayStation 2. Yeah, and that's cool and absolutely legitimate. What I will say is that, of course, the good thing about Kiwami being a remake uh, in the Zero engine is that it matches up perfectly with its predecessor in that respect. And uh, it's also like I really enjoyed playing Zero and, and the Camarotra there where there is, I would say, quite a bit more to do. But... Uh, this game is set in 2000, the late, late 2005, and I mm. went to Japan in early 2006, and it is quite uncanny, even though like by, uh, you know, 2020 and current gen, next gen even standards, it's not like the most spectacular presentation or attempt at a 
real city you will ever see it's still with the with the fact that it's uh 60 frames a second and very crisp and um vibrant i think it's actually incredibly believable and it totally totally evokes actually being in japan in 2006 for me like it it talking about being transported it totally works for me mm. uh, as mm. as a representation of a place i've actually been uh, yeah. every every vending machine every every uh every bar that's inside a a, a tower block every uh, every eatery it it absolutely nails it i think and and yeah there a lot of them are really lovingly rendered as well yeah people often talk about uh you know yakuza we mentioned it before already being the uh sort of the spiritual successor to shenmue yes oh yeah if you if you care about a new kind of shenmue experience you should play yakuza and i think that's uh that's quite false actually i think they're very different way different games to play they, they give very different experiences but one thing that they do have very much in common is that they offer these uh, quote-unquote open worlds, which aren't really open worlds, but smaller yeah. smaller hub areas and mm -hmm. sections that come alive through intricate, painstaking detail in, the, you yeah. know, in, in, in every nook and cranny. Yeah, I, th I, I personally think the Shenmue thing is relevant, but it is, yeah, it's like a, I think there are lots of strands of it that are visible and relevant, but equally those bits that are different do make it feel like a very different experience. And certainly, I did find it also evocative. Same, same with Zero of of uh, Sleeping Dogs, which was, of course, a Western development developed game set in Hong Kong, clearly influenced by the Yakuza games. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think in in some ways, Sleeping Dogs actually does some of the Yakuza stuff better, but it also takes itself quite a bit more seriously for good and for ill. I think I would be interested to kind of side by side the maps in the original yakuza and in kiwami because mm. one of the things that i really liked coming off the back of yakuza 0 was the fact that i mean they basically reused the same map of kamurocho yeah. mm -hmm. um and with of course some some changes like the millennium tower being there and you know it's, right. it is it is 10 years later at this point so you yes. know obviously there are changes but um but you could still like if you like I and like a lot of people um, had spent a lot of time in Zero, you still can kind of just find your way around oh, yeah. the map in Kiwami because it you know it, it's the same thing. Like there's still if you go over into the Champion District, there's still that little lot that sticks off to the right. You know, there's yep. still um, uh, the plazas uh, kind of on the on the west edge of the map. That's still there. You know, it's it the park's still in the same place. Yeah, it's. I really like that 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 consistency is there um, with with the uh, alterations. Like I mentioned, for it being ten years later, and uh, I'm curious to kind of just see how much of that is just the map of Camarocho because I mean Camarocho yeah. itself is not specifically a it's very heavily inspired by actual districts but it is not in, in yeah. itself a real district yes. but it so they feels can do what like they want it. with yeah. it to a, to a realist well to a yakuza level realistic sure. degree uh, using the gameplay schematics of one of y Nagoshi's earlier titles spike out as the basis for the combat this was talking about the original Yakuza utilized an entirely new engine crafted for the game. Uh, anyone did anyone play Spike Out? Mikhail, I guess you might have done. Yeah, yeah, I did. Battle uh, Street yeah. also in the in the yeah in the you got regular Spike Out in the arcades and then Battle Street on the original Xbox. That's right. I never yeah, played it for is, some uh, reason. Sequel. Uh, yeah. So it was the one arcade of... was super impressive. You got because it had all these multiple screens, right? So everybody mm. could play 
pretty much a Streets of Rage style beat em yeah. up on their own screen and then run across, run into different directions across. Uh, right. One of Sega's many town. attempts at kind of modernizing the, the brawler yeah. genre, some of which were released, some of which were. Yeah, there's, there's, there are some similarities okay. in how the combat feels. So, very, you know, a lot of very strong and big moves and characters flying across the stage, across the screen and, uh, yeah, some, some, uh, yeah, some, some gritty street violence. So the combat is changed up a little compared to Zero in the way that you expand your moveset. Not massively, but uh, yeah, some of the moves are different and stuff. But fundamentally, the engine is the same. It's still very fluid, 60 frames a second. Some of the enemies are still quite annoying in that they seem to block and read everything you do. And some of them are much harder to break into. But generally, by late in the game, you're so overpowered for the regular street thugs that you kind of hit them once or twice and they all drop which is nice. Now, the original uh, game doesn't run at 60 frames a second, I don't think. I think it's sort of aiming at 30 or 25, yeah, something like that. Uh, and uh, I understand that while there are some frustrations with the Kiwami version, uh, just anecdotally, I've read of even more frustrations with the original at times. Yeah, the combat system in the original is a little bit rough. Uh, you know, animations you can't cancel out of, which yeah. is true for a large portion of the series but uh with no lock on either you often oh, no find yourself like you you find yourself performing a combo that you can't cancel out of in the wrong direction while the uh you get hit in the back of the head the opponents are uh, standing way off yeah that's that sort of thing okay uh, but what i liked already from the first game was uh the uh sort of uh def jam fight for new york style interactivity with the uh you know the, the smashing people over the environment and, yeah uh, that's that sort of thing that was already pr- quite there in the beginning and yeah quite impactful but it's it's still rudimentary in this game there is i think kiwami has um kiwami has uh additional fighting styles right that you don't have that in the original yeah three styles the the yeah, dash the brawler just, and just, the there's just the one style and you right. and you buy extra moves yeah, okay that's it yeah oh, that's yeah that's quite a bit more um the di- the key difference here is that in zero you bought them with actual cash and the game was kind of showering you with cash, literally. Uh, whereas yeah. this time you get XP, effectively. Uh, yeah. Every time you do anything, you get from 1,000 XP, which will just be one point, up to loads. Sometimes you get a massive dishing, dish out of, of uh, XP for, a, for, the, for ending a chapter or f- finishing off a certain boss. And then Fighting you Majima when, when is really just you get a ridiculous amount of experience okay. every time yeah. you fight Majima. So yeah. that's that's kind of where I got most of mine, I think. Um, but yeah, I as as kind of as a result of that, I found myself always having a sh- t- a ton of money. Like I didn't really find that I needed it for much. Um, so I don't, I don't know if you guys had the, the same uh, experience with that. Uh, I had but, like uh, three and a half million yen until there was that uh, there's that scene before one of the latter chapters in the, the where you drive out and go and fight the boat. And they've <laughs> just conveniently lined up some guys with some stuff for you. And one of them selling something uh, the be- I think it's the best gun in the game or, or like the best. It's like a cat. It's like a proper like onboard ship cannon. And it's like one and a half million yen. And I was like, yeah, I'm scared this boss is going to be hard. So I'm going to buy that. Uh, but then I got some CP or completion points for spending loads of money. So swings and roundabouts. Mm. 
I think if if you're going to do all the side stuff and you also want to mine CP points by, for example, completing quotation marks every restaurant and bar by buying everything, you do kind of need a lot of money. But if you if you don't go for absolutely everything, you will probably. I mean, regardless, at certain points of the game, you'll just be sitting on a pile of cash. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I think that for me, a lot of what was I, I was the. Um, the tournament stuff, the the Coliseum stuff, um, that gets you a lot of money if you go mm. all the way through. Like the last tournament, if you win it, every time you win it, you get a million. You get a million yen. So like, I I just I I would do things like just go into the um, into the uh, pocket circuit thing and just buy out the whole shop. Um, just because I mean it wasn't that expensive compared to what I was getting for other stuff, and I didn't need to hoard it to level like I did in zero. So yeah, I I found I found that the that money was plentiful, and I didn't really need it. Anyone else uh, find themselves uh, once they've bought the perk, which is uh, I think it must be part of the the sort of the body. Uh, is it like I can't remember what it's called, but it's the 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 disc of upgrades that is basically to do with your power and your strength so it is the body the body so that's the one i maxed out basically get as much health and power yeah. as possible mm. uh the original oh yeah it's just three meters basically okay yeah uh there's a perk on there which uh well there's there's two relevant to this there's one which is uh you you get strength from alcohol <laughs> <laughs> it's called like you know experienced drinker or something and there's another one which is you can continue to eat even when you're full so there's a completion point available from every diner every eatery in the entire of camaracho for eating everything on the menu so what do you what you do is of course you go in there and then order one of everything Just order everything <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> yep they but eventually re- cut you off at the bars though which is mm. you know obviously very disappointing. you've had enough sir uh, yeah. go take a walk yeah and there's one we- restaurant where you order a drink and then you order food. That's and if right. You, if, and that means that you have to like yes. leave and then go back because you can only order one drink at a time. That's and right. And also, I think it was one of the cafes. I completed it and I still didn't get a pop-up saying I'd completed no. it. So I think that was bugged. Aww. I'm not sure. There's one There's there's one uh, cafe pronto that has a daytime and a nighttime menu. Ah, so, that'd be why. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be it. Yeah. So you have to, go, there's there's a couple of points in the story where you go out and it's actually daytime. And uh, that's when you need to remember to go to pronto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that explains it. There's, uh, uh, for, for listeners who haven't played the game, there are sort of fairly comprehensive lists in the in the sub menus. I mean, the UI in this game is is pretty kind of, basic and straightforward but i kind of like that in a way because it's also it's kind of retro but it's very like unconfusing compared to a lot of modern games with incredibly elaborate screens of uh, icons and details and and pointers and icons and um all in 4k with tiny text here it's just like yeah bring it up scroll down a list find the thing you want and then you know what you're doing I can kind of appreciate that, but that's possibly because I'm old and simple. Third drawing from the forum says, I'm looking forward to seeing how people react to the Shimano boss fight. I cursed a lot during that fight. I will say I thought the combat was generally improved from the PS2 games and didn't feel as haphazard as in the original. Uh, yeah, the Shimano at the funeral fight, so, the, so you fight him again towards the end of the game, uh, 
ended up for me because you're I think the problem with this one is you're just you haven't had the chance to get very powered up by this point. So I spent most I don't know about you how your pattern of play went, but I spent most of the mid game from sort of chapters four to nine. I spent most of that time doing anything but the story, if you see what I mean. And that was my main point for going around. Um, you can find an item which points you towards sub stories. And that was what I was doing, just going up to every exclamation mark in the in the town and starting off sub side stories and, and following those down until I got XP and, and CP and whatever else. Uh, so at this, the point of the Shimano fight, the first one, I hadn't invested in anything. So I was really puny and it just, there's this huge guy and I ended up just kind of basically kicking him in the pants and running away for about 20 minutes. That actually sounds a lot like what I did when I, because uh, I went into the uh, the Coliseum uh, pretty early on, uh, and you can't get super far. Well, I mean, you can if you're better than me, but uh, if you're fighting fair, then it's it's kind of tough to get much of anywhere if you if you're not already kind of at least a little bit powered up. So my kind of uh, method of, of of getting through all of those was I would just you know do the the it's it's not exactly a lock on but the the r1 that kind of has you facing towards the uh the enemy and then wait for them to come at me dodge grab them from behind and throw them and that just repeat as as necessary <laughs> and then there's one guy who shows up in the last tournament that you can't throw like he has he has something uh some ability yeah. where you, you just slip off of him it, yes that he gave me a lot of trouble <laughs> yeah there are quite a few fights where it is a case of getting hammered a bit and then realizing that you need to be in a particular style and exploit a certain weakness uh, of a player. And I guess that all comes back to the PS2 original because that's the stuff that feels the most 15 years old to me in some ways. You also uh, don't get the ability to, uh, for for some of the, and I think that this is in the Shimano, the early Shimano fight, um, by that point, you probably don't have the ability to use the climax heat actions yet. Yeah. Um, and you know you you start seeing the cues for them uh way before you actually get to use them and that's really frustrating because i thought i was missing something for a long time what that is is um if you're fighting a uh, a bigger enemy uh once they kind of get down to a certain or, or a boss enemy rather once they get down to kind of a certain health level they will they will kind of go into like a rest animation sort oh, yeah. of like they'll, they'll start panting kind of and they'll glow a certain color and start rega regaining health and yes. the only way to get them out of that is to swap to the corresponding color style so like if they're glowing blue then you want to get into brawler style and use a heat action on them well oh. it doesn't actually work <laughs> unless you have that unlocked in the in uh, whichever one of the wheels it is but right. um yeah if you don't do that then they'll just keep regaining health and it takes a lot longer to keep, to take them down okay so my my technique with them was to while they were healing because i hadn't worked out you could break that was mm. just to keep pummeling them yeah oh no just, you can you can do that i mean that that it's not quite as effective but it it will still you know yeah work stops they them, can't they can't yeah. fight back yeah so yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's that's what you're supposed to do. But but there again, the fact that the fact that you guys didn't didn't really get into that makes me wonder. I don't know that they ever actually kind of tell you that explicitly. Nah. You might have to just read that in the menu. I don't remember how I found that out, but uh, yeah, using your smarts. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there's probably something to to be said for that. 
allow the player to yeah work it out for themselves and uh, and obviously this as well as uh, Shenmue which has quite some similarities in in the way it, it sort of handles combat and stuff which also of course relates to Virtua Fighter which was the sort of what Shenmue's combat was born out of uh, there should be a little at least some you know, depth and complexity in here but it can also if you do as I did buy all the body upgrades and always carry an entire chemist's shop worth of uh, stamina royales or whatever uh, toughness extreme or whatever it's called toughness emperor um, how, how about the Thorinair? yeah well whatever whatever you can get your hands on yeah but really I don't see to to get through these a lot of these fights without a decent stock of health most of the big set pieces dot some around the arenas but there's no way I would have got through most of these fights without uh, going to the chemist first yeah it's not exactly bayonetta right where you can uh, spot dodge everything uh, no it doesn't feel game, like it game throws at you 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 have to take some some damage rpg like yeah the, yeah the it's tracking. rpg like and that extends to the that extends to the way that the, a lot of the the quote-unquote random battles are set up as well yeah it definitely has a foot in uh, jrpg design as well sure i don't think that there is a unless i missed it i don't think that there is a kind of get out of random encounters button like there was in zero where you could get that ability to just throw money and they would leave you no. alone no, yeah, you can of run course, away. I'm, I'm talking about the PS2 games, but you can see people, you know, you can see mm. those aggressive text bubbles pop up, and then you can sort of, if you see somebody running for you, you can uh, leg yes. it. Yeah, mm. yeah. But it's not yeah. always, it's not, it's not always inescapable. Yeah, no. the the thing is, once you're doing uh, what I was doing, which was premium adventure, after completing the story, mm. you'll probably be so overpowered that you can smash them to bits within ten seconds. Anyway, yeah, I was going to say for the uninitiated, uh, can you just quickly explain what premium adventure is? <laughs> um, I, I I don't know if there's other times when you can start a premium adventure playthrough but the way i used it was that i took my clear data from yeah, my that's when you unlock playthrough. it I think. yeah yeah i think you can you can do premium adventure without taking the clear data but i took the clear data and it's basically a way right. of going back and doing all the stuff that you missed without being tied to the story it's like you're in camarocho the story's not happening but everything else is so mm. you can just go about and potentially if you want to go and get a platinum trophy afterwards which not all games allow you to do no, that's that i mean nifty. yeah, yeah I, I prefer that a lot more to what a lot of games do which is to send you back to the last checkpoint before the final boss i, yeah. I always find that a bit awkward so i, yeah. I do prefer this Agreed. mode hmm. that's quite nifty yeah yeah with I, I i like that better than uh than the other kind of arrangement like charlotte like you were saying uh it just and and this this game is not free from this, but it it often comes off as kind of odd that you will run into a side story that has. It, I mean, it, this game is not as bad for it as some are, but you know when you're supposed to be saving the world or uh you know saving a, a little girl who's been kidnapped, and what you're actually doing is collecting two thousand yen bills for some dude in a bar. Um, I mean, it it does have that kind of disconnect. Um, the one I'm thinking of specifically is while Haruka was uh, was kidnapped by one of the gangs, I got a side mission. I just kind of ran into it 
where like there's a little boy and he's hanging out in a he's hanging out in a park and if you ask him what's wrong he's like oh nothing i'm just waiting for my mom and i'm lonely and kiryu's like haruka could play with this kid for a little while i'm like she's been kidnapped dude maybe you should prioritize <laughs> like it not everything matches up quite as much as it should yeah. but uh I, for the most part it's okay but that's yeah. that's interesting because I, I couldn't get them to play because it uh it only works once she's been freed from her endless slumber on the sofa so i had i i, I saw i met that kid when she was just not you couldn't walk around with her so yeah either way yeah that's interesting yes it's not it's not like uh i guess the witcher or something witcher 3 where it's all a bit more kind of um integrated and understands what uh, understands the context of what's going on super user from the forum says in terms of combat i suggest people up this to hard difficulty if they've played zero Ooh, <laughs> me, no, uh, me, i'm good thanks me neither. quite the statement <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe you're good super user but uh continues i didn't have the problem others did with the gun and knife enemies i got items and abilities that meant i didn't get staggered also drink lots of booze to almost always have heat kiryu is at his best as a high functioning alcoholic <laughs> the exception is the second to last boss who has to be the hardest and most frustrating of the series I used my entire inventory of health items on this guy and it took me over an hour. So the final boss took me at least 45 sweaty minutes to beat. I really regret staying on hard mode for the last battle. Swings and roundabouts then. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I stuck to normal, I think. Suggest people to play on hard difficulty, but, but regret it in the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went down after Shimano, I went down from normal to easy. And I think yeah. I've been continuing playing on easy, but I think now it might be time to bump it up to normal. But that's after playing a few games. But I'm not that go. good at games, so. <laughs> we, 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 we all get better, you know? <laughs> I, I like playing these games on easy because, I, I mean, the... The combat is is good and and I like it. Um, I but I I'm not really there. That's not really the primary reason that I'm there in a Yakuza game for the mm -hmm. most part. Yeah, I just stick it on normal because it's the default. Really, I would have had no shame in putting it down to easy if I'd needed to to get it done to get the game done in time. And equally, I had no shame in stocking up on toughness emperor to get through long and difficult fights especially those which yeah keep knocking you down with knives or guns and then you have to hammer the cross button to get back up again or almost a stun lock situation at points but on the flip side of that there was one majima everywhere fight where i pretty much got him trapped in a corner he could not get out of the combo i was doing just a fairly basic uh square 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 triangle triangle combo he could not get out of it and um i thought well that's fair Substories wise, as we know, written by uh, by a different team, there are seventy eight of these, and they cover the gamut of uh, getting involved in uh, scams, or quite a lot of those, <laughs> uh, becoming a, a a doctor, getting involved in marital relationships, becoming a, a doorman, uh, hunting for handbags. Uh, there's a few slightly more wacky ones uh and i think there's a couple of probably quite contentious uh content wise ones there's there's the uh, there's one that i found with the transgender siblings 
which was a bit awkward. It wasn't like brutally offensive, but it was, I didn't, you know, it wasn't particularly well handled. I didn't think. Um, but a lot of these also kind of tie into the, to the size stuff. So yeah, I think I did about 40 odd of the 78. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, as I say, if you get the little device, I can't remember how you get it or where you buy it, where you find it. Might be but in one of the lockers. I'm not sure. Oh, it might be a locker prize. Yeah. So there's. Is it a, a Bob thing? Uh, might it be. A, also, might, might be, be a Bob thing. Might yeah. be a Bob thing. <laughs> anyway, yes. There's a there's a find the, your side story item, which <clears throat> I would say is uh, very very handy, especially if you're going for 100 percent completion or the platinum. Yeah, side story experiences. Uh, I, as I say, I would say overall they're a bit more uh, sober than the ones in Zero, and so I suspect we're. It was just, you know, this was the first game in the series and they're they're based on the ones in the original PS2 game. So they're a bit less kind of, well, hey, out there. On the whole, um, I think I've made my way through this game fairly fast. So, you know, again, of course, um, (laughs) I don't even need to say it, but speaking about the PS2 original, um, every now and then some sort of side story would catch my interest and I would uh, would pursue it but I've stuck to the story fairly you know fairly doggedly. yeah do you think maybe stuff like the the quality of life stuff on the PS2 the fact that there's a lot more loading and stuff is uh, I did see one video from I think it was the one you shared actually uh yeah very fair analysis from a guy who is obviously a long-term series fan saying here are the pros and cons of old versus new one of the big yeah. cons of the old version is the fact that it takes so much longer to do anything. And so to pursue yeah. something relatively minor is pro- possibly going to be off-putting. Whereas a lot of people are talking about, even with the, with the, the new generation of consoles, with SSDs, just making, trying stuff out. Brian was talking about um, bug snacks. Just the fact that he platinumed it in a few days, just because restarting areas is now like a, a finger click away. Yeah, I don't know if it was a technical thing. It was more like a lot of the side stories or side activities didn't really grab me. I mean, I sort of curiously poked around at stuff, but, uh, you know, I I had to feel compelled to to pursue anything. How many guys uh, did you guys get? More of, a, more, of a, more of a design kind of thing. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, do you know any idea how much, uh, how much of the, so what sort of percentage of the, the side stories, sub stories, uh, Charlotte. Uh, I don't really know, and to be honest, they didn't grab me as much as in other games. I yeah. think there's there's one game. I think it's five where there's this constant theme of of uh, Kiryu being scammed. I think that might also be a bit in one as well, but in five, I think it's a pretty pretty strong motif through the 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 sub stories. Um, yes. But here, I just didn't really remember. I can't remember specific things except for ones that I tried. I, I uh, saw this week, and I saw another objectionable one, uh, objectionable one where um, oh, I forget his name. That one of the hosts at the host club. He has a girlfriend who's a dancer at a bar, so he oh um, yeah, God, he invite, yes. yeah he invites Kiryu to go and watch her. And then he's like, oh, there's this new dancer who's um, who's being advertised. Let's watch her as well. And it turns out to be this gangster in in effectively in drag. Oh, yeah. I remember that uh, one. Yeah. 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 I didn't I didn't like that so much. But what was also odd <laughs> about that one was that I felt like that was somehow a side. It was a sub story. And yet also it seemed pretty important. Like mm, it felt yeah. like there was some that were more because important the, than others. There was a, a, an assassination that was uh, sort of 
part of the plot that tied to that as well, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, some of them actually have cutscenes attached to them rather than yeah. just being the usual sort of uh, nodding head uh, with comedy music kind of scenarios. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yakuza yeah. learns life lesson due to uh, peering into other people's lives. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, th I think uh, um, yeah, Kiwami suffers a bit from as well. If Like with me, I'm going back to Kiwami after playing Kiwami 2, for example. Mm -hmm. And there are some bits of Kamurocho that you can't access in, in, in later entries to the series the shops like in, in an underground tunnel and like in kiwami you can't go into that tunnel so like going backwards yeah. is not good because you can see where they've made improvements in the future and that kind of i, I don't know I, I was a big fan of the um the host hostess bar management and yeah, that's not in kiwami is it yeah yep. so it's it's there wasn't a lot of side stuff that really grabbed me in this one but it was totally fine the the story was great and i did a little bit of the side stuff whenever it came across i wasn't mad whenever i got stuck in um not stuck but sort of dragged it's not negative what, what negative non-negative word can i find uh, like when uh, hooked I, absorbed i don't know yeah um, when drawn. i just sort of want drawn. yeah wander nice. into the path of a, a sub a side story sometimes you like trigger them just because you're trying to walk somewhere else and i wasn't mad at that but no. i wouldn't yeah really have uh, wanted to see more deliberately, I guess. Yeah, I guess uh, like they weren't exactly riveting me as such, but I did get hooked on going from uh, starting point to starting point. I think having that device helped, and uh, mm. and knowing that the rewards would probably be an easier ride through the rest of the game was motivation mm. more than the sub stories themselves because yeah, of the and CP think, and XP. Yeah, and I think even though they can be a bit dull and a bit cookie cutter, and the same sort of themes seem to come up again and again it's like because everything in in kiwami is so lightning quick like you can complete a side story in five to ten minutes yes. yeah it, it, even if it's not that compelling you yeah. just end up doing it because yeah. it's so quick which makes me wonder about the ps2 and what you were saying about loading times and everything potentially being slower yeah jobo bonobo says i had a really good time with kiwami and i definitely want to stick around for the rest of the series but it does feel ever so slightly disappointing compared to the godly Yakuza 0. Substories, for example, were a bit more samey, with Kiryu constantly uncovering and failing, falling for various scams. I'm unsure of the substories, if the substories were part of a general theme in Kamarocho becoming more cynical and corrupt, or if the game was adding character development by Kiryu being exceptionally naive. <laughs> And yeah, you'd think you'd think that for being someone who was in organized crime, he <laughs> would be a little bit more uh, knowledgeable about these kinds of scams. He spent ten but, years uh, in prison learning. I was going to say. Things. I mean, I guess we can just kind of hand wave that about the the ten years in prison. Yeah. Um, also, uh, another side note: something that I always find really funny about this game is that how almost literally everyone refers to Kiryu as an old man. He's yeah. 37. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. He, he is not, he is um, younger than considerably younger. of this podcast. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, that I, everybody's like very down on him for being just this ancient guy. And, and I guess that's, by, that's well, funny to me. we'll find out and the fans will know, but I guess by Yakuza 6, he's uh, early 50s or something like that. Yeah. 54 maybe mm. like mid 50s almost i mm. think ancient 
Simply Wonderful says every side quest felt copied and pasted on top of each other. It came to a point where I basically trusted no one and I would be correct because the person who initiated the quest turned out to be someone trying to mug me. <laughs> yeah, there are there are a number of times uh, where where like the first thing that happens is somebody is trying to get you to give them money and your options are pay or don't pay. And yeah, or booze. Spoilers, it's always don't pay. There's not, or <laughs> unless complete the, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, there's there's the alcoholics as well. There's two two separate sub story quests involving giving alcohol to people uh, on the street. Uh, so yes, we should uh, go whiz through the the various uh, side distractions as well as sub stories that are on offer offer the mini games. Some of them return wholesale from uh, zero pool darts and bowling, all can, all of which can be played with a friend if you want to player. Uh, even from top menu, they are all very, very reminiscent of, uh, well, pool and bowling are incredibly reminiscent of their monkey ball equivalents because uh, Nagoshi. Uh, the arcade games, so yeah, disappointingly, no Sega, old Sega coin ops in this one. Uh, that would start with the second one, I guess. Uh, but the UFO catcher, uh, which mm. I personally have fun with, the main reason for playing. Yakuza Kiwami is to collect the complete set of monkey ball characters. That's my that's my personal feeling on this. Nice. <laughs> I don't think that was in the PlayStation Two game. Ah, uh, okay. Any any yeah. UFO catching? Uh, that definitely was in there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's apart from the monkey ball selection, there's some sort of uh, made up random lines of toys for the game, uh, and there's a guy who. Is clearly getting stuff for his uh, his dolly bird, uh, who uh, Kiryu naively always thinks he's talking about his daughter. In traditional fashion, the photo booth, which I did once and then forgot existed, which meant I missed out on the the Majima comedy moments. Uh, is there is there a is there like a through line to that? Is there an end game to the photo booth, or is it just a recreation? You can get of... completion points if you take really okay. good pictures, but okay. I don't. I don't think there's anything else. Not that I found anyway. If there is, I missed it. And the one I really want to talk about oh boy. because it's <laughs> astonishing uh, in so many ways is uh, Mez King, the Queen of Beetles. So this is a sort of arcade game that was. Uh, I assume it developed entirely for for the game and wasn't a real Sega coin-op, although who knows, uh, in which uh, fairly scantily clad women, but dressed as garden insects, wrestle each other using rock, paper, scissors mechanics. So this kind of was in Zero, um, but it was the... Um you could bet on it. It was like yeah. the underground Coliseum yes. thing. Yeah, we uh, talked they were about not it, the dressed as thing. they were not dressed as insects. Well, I don't that think was, it was but, less um, good because of that. Yeah. Uh, oh, obviously, yes. Provocative um, move sets. Um, I think we're missing the important part of Mesa King, which is the fact that you play it against children. <laughs> <laughs> children and dressed Majima. as doctors. You can also play it against in, Majima. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I mean, the the uh, the the character models and animation were very good for 2016. You know, it, it looks like the the natural successor to an There's a Itagaki. Lot of bouncing happening. Uh, yeah, it looks it looks like it looks like the follow up to uh, an Itagaki uh, Dead or Alive game. Uh, but it's one of those experiences that while I was playing it, I was kind of 
amused. Hoping that nobody else would come into the room. (laughs) Exactly. And appalled at the same time and thinking. Covering my cat's eyes. Don't look at this. When Tanya walks in the room and sees these scantily clad, I mean, she, you know, she wouldn't be offended or, or, or I wouldn't be in trouble, but it would just be like, from my point of view, it would just be like, yeah, this is a video game I'm playing right now. Um, this you, is you for work uh, and then very this is for work yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you weren't coming to new realizations about uh girls in insect clothing no weirdly not <laughs> Didn't do anything uh surprisingly that to you? that may uh, just made it funnier rather than sexier for me uh maybe if they've been dressed that, as that praying mantis lady <sighs> yeah i don't i don't have to burn my hands on this one because that wasn't in the ps2 game either. Uh, you lose buddy <laughs> look at check it out if uh if you if you want to on youtube Messuking the Queen of Beetles. Uh, I did. I, I, I did. I think there was still more of this to do. I don't think I completed the storyline, but I did. Com- I did beat several children at the sexy insect woman <laughs> game. Yep. So did I. I like I said. I'm. I'm somewhere in my, in my current. I don't think I touched this at all in the uh, in the first playthrough. But in this playthrough, I um I decided to go for it, and I have um I have also not completed the storyline, but I have um. Did you get to the part where you go to a second location? That's uh, where I didn't get to. Yeah, Yeah. so I got to a second location because uh, there's a kid there who is being really mean to one of your new child friends. (laughs) And so you go there to to beat him. And then after that, I played uh, the sexy insect game with Majima. And that's where I am. (laughs) Okay. Where Where do you go from there? I don't know yet. (laughs) Yeah. As far as I can recall, I interacted with this minimally most of the time. I can't recall playing a match. Maybe I did play one, but it was like I kept picking up the cards hidden in the street and I was like, yep, moving on. This is weird. (laughs) Nothing to see here. But that's the good thing about uh, Kiwami and and the other games is that um, a lot of this side stuff, if you're not into it, you can just do yeah. the bare minimum or not do it at all. For example, I hate Mahjong. I do not understand the rules, no, so I don't right. try. Yeah. And you can do that, I think. Oh, yeah, I you absolutely can. I, I don't yeah. think that I touched Mahjong in my first playthrough. Or, and I haven't in this shoggy. one yet because I also don't understand it. But I might no. try just to yeah. see. I think it's a great game. I understand if you if you get oh, it. Oh, I'm sure. I just don't get it. No, I'm, no. I'm not saying that the game is bad. I'm sure, saying that sure. I'm bad. Yeah. I'm interested be- that Charlotte sounded more appalled yeah, as a uh, as a 2020 young feminist, more appalled by the idea of playing Mahjong than the sexy Beetle woman game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't like horribly offended by the sexy <laughs> Beetle game. I was just like, this is weird and I've got other things I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Mahjong, um, I, I can't complain about the game being unable to explain things like Shogi and Mahjong, yeah. but yeah. that's a very, very bad nitpick. There are tutorials honest, in there, but you'd need yeah. to it's sit nice down. It's nice that they're in there if you like that kind of stuff. Sure. I mean, it's, yeah. you sure, why not? <laughs> I, f- I feel like for things like that, you actually need somebody who knows their stuff about mm. Mahjong explaining it to you. I'm yeah. very bad at learning new board games and stuff without a deep explanation. So reading the text, I just wasn't going to yeah. understand it. So I just skipped it. Yeah, it's good to have that in there for if I ever have the ambition of becoming a shogi master. Sure. <laughs> master, I can start in Yakuza. Yeah. Uh, and, well. and to me, as a, as a non-poker player, I feel similarly about poker. Like, uh, I, I don't really get that either, or Baccarat. So, you know, dice I can handle. Roulette is fairly straightforward, and blackjack, obviously. Mm. But the others, mm. Okay, I actually do have a problem with... <sighs> It's, I'm not horribly upset by it, but it's funny you're talking about 
me not being offended by the Queen of Beatles, <laughs> I was kind of a bit not super happy about how much gambling is portrayed in this game. Mm-hmm. I feel like it must be pretty hard to pay the, play the Yakuza games if you've got gam- problems with gambling. Mm. I, I don't know. I generally do, I don't like it when I see TV ads pushing gambling. It either. ruins lives, no doubt. Yes, uh, yeah. for those with, a certain, with certain tendencies. Uh, I'm a, a ca- occasional flutterer on sport myself, but genuinely, mm. I've never had a, a problem with it. And um, and uh, I do have the addictive personality when it comes to other things. So, uh, yeah. but but not. That's not, just a funny point of conversation, right? Because yeah, the gambling and video games. If we're talking about gaming in a public place, like yeah. arcades, like slot machines versus uh, you know a, a video game, that always has been kind of a, like a field of tension. Um, mm. And I also never got drawn to like fruit machines and no, uh, or don't get like that or gambling. No, yeah. But yeah. Then again, my wife doesn't have anything with video games, but she's all over trying to gamble for money, right? And, uh, you know, and she she loves to hit up the casino if uh, she can. And it's, uh, I mean, you could we could do a show, a special, a, a, a whatever on gambling mini games in Japanese video games because they have been there since the beginning pretty much like and even in the most inappropriate settings sometimes like where at least this is a, an adult game with violence or whatever else so it kind of you know it's it's another one of those things where it's kind of above the the age uh waterline in that yeah sense. but there are there are things though like I, I mean i think i made a joke about this earlier but you really do take haruka to an underground gambling casino yes yeah, like, true. Yeah. that's that is a thing that happens so i i mean yeah. I I don't I don't know that I really have anything substantial to say about it, but there are some things in here that could be construed as pretty questionable. Given, uh, well, the alternative would from. be to to leave her alone to fend for herself. You know, you could have left her with uh, with Date in the park. That's what you do later. Of course, he doesn't do so. Of course, he doesn't <laughs> well, do so he, well. Was with he that, available but, uh, at the time though? Eh, maybe he he might have been getting drunk. Or you could have also left her in the bar. That's true. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like funny how they always talk about like Date's got this thing of being like a sort of affable but kind of neglectful dad, but mm. at the same time he's probably the best dad out of all of them given the the circumstances. So yeah, he he is probably the best person at certain times for Haruka to stay with even though he's a bit of a um a nice loser. <laughs> Bad dad's also a through line in, in all fiction really uh for some reason <laughs> uh there's a bit of karaoke in this game no disco dancing though uh the karaoke doesn't go quite to the same visual excesses as is it does in zero though does it with the kind of the whole sort of fantasy scenarios and stuff no but you do I get noticed. some uh some kind of uh, uh back or not backstory exactly but flashback stuff with um uh, I think you get some stuff with Nishiyama. Oh, yeah, uh, and, and, and the pocket and, circuit guy. Yes, <laughs> and, that love and story? definitely the pocket circuit fighter. Um, oh, yeah, so, that's yeah. true. That's pretty, yeah, sort of, uh, yeah, vignettes of, of, of sepia-toned photos of his time pocket racing as a child mm-hmm. while singing a, a heartfelt love song. It's quite I, I could have done with more karaoke, but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only about yeah. six songs or something. Something like that. Uh, how do you feel about the hostess club? I didn't even go to one, uh, honestly. I uh, just never got around to it. 
poked around in them uh, just out of curiosity, you know, and then yeah, you sit down with a girl you can, and you there's, order, I noticed, order a bucket of chicken and you order a drink and then have some conversation and that that's about I it. I noticed in in, uh, in in wonderful video game fashion there are trophies for get, getting get, getting getting on well with 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 a couple of the characters in the hostess clubs. Yeah, which and I don't I don't remember uh I I don't know if maybe Charlotte you you I don't know if you did any of this but um I so the first character the first hostess that you kind of meet um through a side story is pretty openly a lesbian and she tells you this and she tells you that she's interested in women and she tells you all of this stuff and Kiryu's like okay yeah pretty cool with it you know and and doesn't really make a big deal out of it but also you can get a trophy for getting with her so like oh mm, right like i don't i don't know i feel that great about that and also um at one point majima does dress up as a hostess and that's a whole nother Oh, oh yeah. boy, that's a whole other thing. Um, He's only yeah. doing it to get into another fight. But yeah, the uh, I'm so yes, I'm such a sexy that, man. Can, I can turn a, a lesbian. Full on date with him. That's the thing. Yeah, like, yeah. It's I, I, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, but we know you had a fantastic time in the pocket racing arena. I did. I'm the dragon of pocket <laughs> circuit or whatever that trophy is called. <laughs> the pocket um, dragon. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I beat all those little kids real good. Uh, <laughs> he gets very by, intense about by it by spending a whole crapload of money that they probably don't have on parts. On yeah, parts. yes. Yeah, you're uh, like that. I, the, the worst I, guy at the Robot Wars tournament. Oh, I'm terrible. Yeah, no, I absolutely bought my way into it, but uh, I regret <laughs> nothing. Um, so yeah, that's. <laughs> I spent I, a lot of time in that stupid pocket race. Yeah, because you have to. I found that. Uh, yeah, I souped up my car after winning the sort of the basic couple of tournaments, and then it was immediately way op and just kept flying off the track. So you got to yeah. be quite strategic with your customization of the of the little parts and the the wheels and, and yeah, all that. it's it's a neat little thing. There are there are a um, a handful of different elements of the car that you can customize, and they all. Uh, mess with certain uh stats on your car so you know if you if you are too fast but you don't have um i think grip is one of the stats so or uh cornering um if those stats are too low and your speed is too high then you will just kind of go flying off the cart but uh, flying off the course but if you you know have too much of that and not enough speed then you won't be able to get up hills and you know it's 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 a balancing game for different types of courses and i i I liked it i thought it was pretty neat there's Uh, something to it and you you have to actually if yeah, if you want to uh, really excel, you have to, there's some, it's a bit, it reminds me a bit, again, it's RPG-like, isn't it? The sort of Final yeah. Fantasy stuff of Ultimate Weapon. If you want to mm-hmm. find the best chassis or the best wheels, you have to kind of work out which subquest or which shop they're attached to and mm-hmm. kind of go through the hoops. A lot to- of it is stuff you can just buy as you progress through the tournaments, but, you know, you will get some stuff out of the lockers or at different stores or, uh, yeah. you know, just find... I think at some point you get some of it. Maybe I think Bob has some of it. Um, yes. Yeah. It's there's, it's uh, and of course you get completion points for the more sets of wheels and gears and stuff that you have. So that all ties back into itself. And yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it it got its hooks in me real good this time. Uh, systems upon systems. So Mikhail, in the PS2 version, which of these side distractions were there what what could what was it just the the basics yeah it was just the basics uh, a lot a lot of uh, the stuff that you guys are talking about i don't uh, i don't really recognize from there 
So the pocket racing, I'm not sure about either. I'm guessing pool was there and bowling and darts. Uh, yeah, batting cages were definitely batting there. Batting cages, of course. Yeah, yeah. Quite a few yeah. plot moments happened so, there since since the first uh, since the first game that was there. Yeah, that's uh, that batting centers. I would say quite enjoyable. I prefer the bowling because it's very much like monkey bowling and wee bowling, uh, and yeah, it's just a such a classic format, and it's uh, it's really well. They'd obviously they'd already made two monkey ball games at this point, and uh, and this was just a, a refinement of that bowling engine. Uh, the batting centre, uh, I find quite difficult compared to the other games. Um, you can get better darts is another thing that you can go around looking for in the world. Uh, um, but yeah, the batting centre, I found if you work your way up the uh, along the line from the beginner course, which is very, very easy to further up, there are some pretty nice prizes and stuff available, but you would have to get jolly good at judging that ball and then timing that swing very yeah accurately. i am not <laughs> yeah not a sports yeah. kid no Worky. it's tricky it's uh, it's not so easy to read either yeah yeah i imagine it's it's probably slightly easier on the kiwami yeah. version because of the the extra frames but yes even then I think so, yeah. it's very easy to to go early <laughs> and sometimes late mm. worky ticket from the forum says, after falling in love with the franchise with Yakuza 0, Kiwami was an enjoyable, if slightly lesser, experience. Its roots as a remastered PS2 game are unmistakable, lacking the depth found in the other games, but it was still worth it for the introduction of Haruka and Nishiki's gut-wrenching heel turn. Whether I would recommend it to others is a tricky one. If you fell for the characters and world of the series with Zero, it's an easy recommendation. Those looking for smoother and deeper gameplay, however, might be better off skipping to the much more fully featured Kiwami 2. There was a film in Japan from the same director as the Ace Attorney film and tons and tons of other cool stuff. Takashi Miike, uh, he's adapted loads of uh, animes and mangas as well, I believe. Uh, like a Dragon, 2007. Uh, the film was called uh, Ryuga Gotoku uh, Gekijo Ban. I'm not sure what that uh, subtitle translates to but yeah it has a uh, respectable 6.2 from punters on imdb so i don't know if there's a fan dub or uh sub out there but fans of the series might want to check it out it looks uh it looks respectful to the original in terms of costumes and character designs and things like that uh i guess wait, wait. I'm I'm sorry. I I just I want to stop you for a minute. Did you say? And I'm 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 looking at this right now. But you, yeah. Takashi Miike did the he's yeah. yeah his stuff is really violent and kind of gross. Like Often. yeah it, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of it. I I I won't say all, but that that's kind of a surprising name to hear. Yeah, he's a very busy man. He he yeah. uh, he makes dozens and dozens of films and uh, yeah huh. of of all kinds of things. Um, yes, and uh, often. The his Ace Attorney adaptation is often sort of described as one of the best, uh, or the, one of the most accurate and successful video game adaptations. I have a a copy that uh, a listener kindly sent, but unfortunately, it's uh, a re it's region locked at, uh, at the ah. moment. I need to get a I need to get a thing, but um, I'll talk to Jay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Yakuza uh, worth seeking out. I reckon. Interesting. Huh. We have a couple of bits more correspondence. From the forum, thank you very much. As always, Super User says, I played the Yakuza 1 and 2 PS2 games in 2016. 
I remember how underwhelmed I was with the first one, considering the huge series it launched and how pleasantly surprised I was with the second. Kiwami carries over many of its flaws, save for the combat system. In Yakuza 1, you could not change your direction mid-combo, so you punched the air most of the time. It also had fixed camera angles and the strangely episodic storyline we see in Kiwami. On the whole, this was a much more linear game than Kiwami and was meant to be played like that. You couldn't even go back and complete previous quests. It was also an uh, it was impossible to 100% complete if you didn't immediately catch the Dine and Dasher at the start, for instance. It was a rough game. Until Yakuza 7. Yakuza 1 was the only game with an English dub. It was maligned, but I thought it was great. Playing Kiwami, I noticed how much flavour was taken out of the dialogue. The original scored a world record for F-bombs in a game at the time, as any impoliteness was translated as cursing. The more faithful translation of Kiwami often comes off flat. The legendary quote of Kiryu, just your bad luck, to run into me. Uh, it was replaced in Kiwami with something lame like let's fight. The whole game has dull dialogue and flat characters. It was before the series found its identity and was still trying to be a serious crime drama. There are a couple of new quests in this game that call back to Yakuza 0. They have markedly more vivid writing. And so little has changed. I can tell you the cutscene direction is identical, with the same camera angles and even the same lighting, lip syncing and animations. The walk animations in cutscenes look as if our muscle men are holding in a poo. That lip syncing and voice acting has been transferred from the PS2, save for the new cutscenes about Nishki's change to a villain. You can really tell because their mouths flap up and down, despite their much more detailed faces. The models and lighting look really flat in cutscenes. At the end of the day, this was a budget re-release of an old and underwhelming game. It was discounted even at launch in Japan, and you get the sense it was quickly put together. I think it's still better than the PS2 game, even if you try that on an emulator as I did, to skip the constant loading. I'd only recommend it to fans, and new people should start with Yakuza 0. Huh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that. No, I was just, I was just wondering, um, and the, the, the low-budget re-release probably already answers this question, but uh, with today's amazing storage space and technology, yeah. you'd almost think they disowned the the English dub of the original game because they could have thrown that in there for the Western release. Yeah, maybe they if have. They, if they didn't re-record any of the voice acting in a Japanese version and it's just like underlaying the new visuals. Mm. Yeah. True. Yes. Maybe as a, an unlockable or a, yeah, an extra option. They could have sold it as DLC. That's probably what Capcom would have done. Yeah. Megadirt from the forum says, I owned Yakuza on the PS2 and got 3, 4 and 5 on the PS3 and never played them. Part of the reason I avoided them was because I assumed Yakuza was going to be a GTA clone. I got sent a review copy of Yakuza Kiwami not long after I started to, to miss Sleeping Dogs and was willing to give it a go. It became apparent pretty quickly that Yakuza was more like an RPG equivalent of Streets of Rage or Tekken Force mode from Tekken 3 and almost nothing like Grand Theft Auto. Before I had even finished playing the first one, I'd bought Zero, as the sense of humour, minigames and incredibly well-developed fighting mechanics instantly made this one of my favourite franchises. Overall, I have convinced countless others to become followers of Kiryu-san with an intensity bordering on Majima's. That's nice. We also have some three-word reviews from Twitter. Follow us at KanaRince, of course. Superuser says, play Yakuza 2. Fernando Antunes says, Dragon Style OP. Only if you level it up more than I did. <laughs> Alex79UK says, 
Majima, what happened? Jobo Bonobo says, Go away, Majima. Chris Falof says, Battlebug Beauties. Roarcord says, Punching fixes everything. Does in that world. And Ludo Narrative <laughs> FM says, Majima everywhere, always. Yes. I think Leah agrees, which is why <laughs> she'll be going last in this increasingly, <laughs> possibly increasingly positive selection. Uh, I'm just going to go first because I don't have a huge amount to say. Uh, I enjoyed Yakuza Kiwami. It was, uh, in my, for my taste, a bit of a downgrade after Zero. You could tell it was a remake of an older game in lots of ways. But a lot of the stuff that was fun about that game is still there. Uh, even just the act of running around in Camarocho uh, looking nice at 60 frames a second, uh, bumping into things and having occasional Streets of Rage style uh, skirmishes is enjoyable to me. Uh, the plot and such were, yeah, a little, I wouldn't say boring as such. I, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't, it just wasn't, it just didn't really sing to me. It's, it's like, it's fine. It's a crime drama. With, it's a crime melodrama, really, let's be honest, given some of the story beats. Uh, and it has its cute moments and some funny moments and some slightly objectionable moments. Uh, but overall, 30 hours uh, enjoyably spent for the most part, especially once I got into the, uh, it was a bit of a staccato start I found after playing Zero. But once I got back into the groove, I was uh, thoroughly enjoying it, mopping up side quests, repeatedly visiting Bob for upgrades and merrily plunging XP into my disc, discs of power, <laughs> whatever you want to call them. And by the end, I was uh, buying Kiwami 2 and 6 on the PSN sale and sending off for the 2, 3 and 4 remaster collection. So I think you can say from that that, yes, uh, I would recommend it. And as somebody who likes to try to play all the games in a series, if possible, especially when they're actually connected, I would recommend it. But yeah, probably a lot of the fans of the series say play zero, play two, don't bother with this one. I would. I think a lot of people would just feel wrong doing that. But if you don't, then fine. <laughs> Mikhail talking about Ye Oldie 2005 version on PS2. <laughs> yeah, ancient history of 2005. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I would actually kind of agree agree with you there, uh, Leon. I think you know if you're looking for. The best playing experience. You're not, you're not going to find it in the original PS2 version of Yakuza. And from what I gather of Kiwami, that's not drastically improved on in comparison to the rest of the series. But there's something more to this series than just the raw playing experience. And that yeah, that's illustrated by my original playthrough, I think, of the PS2 game, in which I was having a moderately good time. Uh, just, you know, engaging with the world and uh, beating up countless goons. Um, but what really kept me playing was just the effective and, yeah, sometimes um, sometimes surprisingly touching uh, crime fiction being laid out in front of me. And just the way it was told, I think. Just the uh, sort of the, uh, for lack of a better word, cinematography and just the way the story was framed and the atmosphere that it was dripping with kept me kept me going in uh in this original yakuza game so i don't think if you 
are invested in the series, you can't just, you know, handpick and choose which ones you want to play and which you don't want to play. You got to play them all. And at this point, if you haven't played the first game yet, it's probably safest you go with the Kiwami version. Um, but I'm glad that I played the original and I don't really see the need to seek out the uh, HD remake. Um, yeah, happy that I did. Happy that I did play it. And it was a good starting point for me to uh, continue on with the rest of the series. I've completed uh, Yakuza 2 on the PS2 since and I'm following on with uh, Yakuza 3 on the PS3. Of course. I yep. had no doubt that's what you'd be doing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Charlotte, how about you? Conclude for us. Yeah, it was a bit of a rocky start with Kiwami because it was the first one that I played and I very nearly gave up on the series entirely because of the Shimano fight. Wow. But, like, I think that starting with Yakuza 0 is the best entry point mm. if you are at all liable to find these games difficult because... Kiwami can have a steep learning curve at the beginning. Um, but yeah, I think once I'd had that background and I'd had a bit of grounding in the mechanics, um, I had no problem with Kiwami and I had a great time with Kiwami. I think it doesn't stand out for me as much as some of the other games. I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite games of all time, but it's a very solid entry. And I think that you would be missing out by jumping straight to two. Mm. Having said that, I don't think there's anything wrong with starting with zero instead of one. I think I think you're better starting with zero personally, but I can see an argument for starting with Kiwami. So whichever order you want to, but you should definitely not miss out on it. It does have a very compelling story and one that you really need to experience for yourself to get the whole picture of, you know, this this very important chunk of the the Yakuza story. So Yep, definitely worth the time. I mean, if you, if you do find it's a bit of a drag, just skip out on some of the side stuff and it'll go way faster. So, <laughs> yeah. Fair do's and well said. So let us finish with Pocket Circuit Racer Champion herself, Leah Haydu. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with what uh, with what Charlotte was saying. Uh, I, I think that that Kiwami is not as strong a game as Zero, um, but I think it's worth it, even if you do just kind of go in and mainline it or close to mainline the story bit. Uh, if you did that, it probably wouldn't be a super long game, and if you played it on easy, it probably wouldn't give you a whole lot of trouble, even if you didn't really do a lot of the side stuff or, you know, much of any of the side stuff. Um, but I, I think that... Especially if you are interested in not just kind of a one-off game, but if you are interested in getting invested in the series. Um, if you're anything like me, it would give me nightmares to skip a game in a series, especially the the uh, first, by some accounts, uh, game in the series. I I would not be able to personally do that. Um, I, yeah. I that would that would drive me nuts. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, if if you if you're really opposed to it, then obviously don't do it. But I, I mean, it's it is if you have Game Pass currently on Game Pass. It uh, if if you don't have Game Pass, or I, I'm pretty sure it's been on um, PS Plus, so you might already have it in your collection. Even if you don't, uh, it's a quite inexpensive game to come by uh, most of the time. I, I think it's currently on a sale for something like six or seven dollars yeah. in the U.S. So. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's not 
it's not difficult to get a hold of, and I think that it's it's really worth at least playing through that. And uh, if you are like me, uh, and you do get sucked into the side stories, I'm at something like... I don't know how long my first playthrough was, but uh, at this playthrough, I'm at already, I think, Leon, you said you were at 31-ish, somewhere somewhere around 30-ish hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm at like 25, and I'm only in chapter 8. So yeah. I, you can get a lot out of this if, you, if it gets you hooked. And if it, yeah. if it doesn't, no big deal. You know, you can uh, go through the story and see if you like that. And if you don't, you know, just, you're probably not out much money if at all, uh, if you, if you do decide to just call it quits, but I don't think it's that objectionable, uh, to the point. I, I, I doubt that many people are going to find it objectionable to the point where they're like, well, just screw this. I'm not going to play it. No. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's some people out there, but I would say that it's worth it. Uh, I really liked it. And, um, I, I don't I don't know whether I'm just a, an addictive personality when it comes to side games, um, mini games. I oh, there's probably something to be said for that. But um, anyway, I liked it a lot. Um, Majima everywhere, all the time, always. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I guess that's where I'll leave. That. Grade A. Right. Does it go above A? Is that is that the P? Uh, it P does. It goes to triple S. Triple S rank, of yeah, course, it's, because it's a Japanese game. Because it's the Japanese game. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, yes, well, uh, we, I can't give anything away, but maybe we'll cover some more Yakuza in the future, mm. Mm. seeing as we've just begun. So it remains for me, Leon, to thank Charlotte, Leah, Mikhail, Editor Jay, and all of our correspondents, and to you, of course, for listening. Next time, in issue 448, we didn't know there was going to be a special edition coming, but we book this show in anyway so let's enjoy the serendipity of a devil may cry 5 podcast